we're talking about mental toughness. Yes. And all of the good stuff. So resilience, grit, stoicism is definitely. Fortitude. I always like that word. Mental fortitude. Yes. Yes. So this is a good one. This is a really good one. Yeah. And it's, I think, highly implementable uh, because particularly, I think, uh, in today's world where you get hit with so much stuff that, you know, yeah. uh, that can be upsetting or frustrating or confusing, uh, having, having that mental toughness can make a big difference. Of course. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, talk about some strategies that we can implement in our day to day. And again, this is something that not, you know, it's not something that we just learn and then get better at immediately following the information that we receive. It's more of, I would say, even a lifelong journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Until you really master it. And again, the the idea of mastery is maybe negotiable because we're constantly striving to be better and better at something. So I don't know that there's ever really a moment where you're like, this is it, right? So anyway, it's it's however you sort of look at it. Yeah, it's it's a progression. It's a progression you know, on an infinite, on an infinite scale. For sure. (laughs) So we can start off by talking about resilience and how to get more resilient. So yeah, I mean, adversity is not something to shy away from necessarily. Well, I was just going to say, let's, let's talk about what resilience is, right? When I think of resilience, uh, I think of your ability to withstand um, assaults are a strong word, but like difficulties, shortcomings, difficulties. Yeah. Basically yeah. adversity, yeah. your ability to yeah. withstand adversity. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of resilience. And, and to keep trekking in the face of adversity and difficulty, you don't throw in the towel. You don't say, all right, that's all. That's yeah. all I'm going to do. You're going to continue in spite of all the, obstacles, the hurdles that you have to overcome. And I think that relates, it ties into sort of the the, the reminder, like, why am I doing this in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Asking yourself that, and hopefully it's for good reasons, right? Maybe, you know, you embarked on a really interesting, challenging project, work-related, let's say, or a passion project, and it's difficult, but, you know, you remind yourself, well, I really want to do this. It's going to make a difference. In people's lives, right? You have that intrinsic motivation that keeps mm. you going. Yeah, there's there's a the sense fire. of purpose. So purpose, I agree. So th- what I was thinking of to sort of contextualize it yes. was um, hiking. Actually, oh, it's a, always a good analogy. Yeah, because I just remember <laughs> we were we were marveling at this. Um, yeah, are you talking about our recent hiking? Yeah, trip? our recent hiking trip in in Yunnan, and you know we were in pretty good shape, but uh, what what occurred to us wasn't necessarily our ability to complete the the hike wasn't because we were in good shape per yeah. se. I mean, mm-hmm. the shape, being in good shape helps, but the shape I, I think being in good shape really only helps for the sprint periods where you have like a steep climb and you have to get up quick, or you know, it's just it, it's this sort of short term burst of of high intensity. Yeah, and, and so you're talking more so of the endurance and maybe the stamina. Well, so the longer term point of it my point is that yeah. it's you could call it endurance but i also think it's it's resilience right yeah um because when you're hiking <laughs> um you know 
the the challenge is often more so mental, I guess is the point I'm trying to get at. And um, we could have stopped any at any point along the way. There were guest houses and so forth. Right. That uh, we could have stopped at. But, you know, in, in, if we had stopped at one of those places, A, we wouldn't have reached our goal. And B, we wouldn't have um, had as much time the next day to do what we wanted to do. That's true. We had sort of a a very neatly planned itinerary. Right, exactly. You. you did a good job planning it. <laughs> Thank you. But it was funny because it was a 22-mile hike, so a full day. Well, yeah, there, there's another part of it. So this was supposed to be a 16-mile hike. And then <laughs> uh, it turned out that I had, miscalculated. You know, being the wonderful planner that I am, miscalculated by a it's significant okay. margin, 33% or so, a little more, um, that uh, it, it ended up being a 22-mile hike. and Again, I think resilience applies here because we uh, could have given up. We could have thrown in the towel earlier. Yeah. But we decided. We were hungry, know, right? We had an objective and we wanted to stick to it. And so um, yeah. in the face of that sort of adversity, we sort of, we, we persisted. We did. We and persevered. Persevered. That's the word I was looking for. So I, I think that's a form of resilience, right? Yeah. It wasn't, that's not exactly like a discrete sort of inbound uh uh, force that's 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 pushing back at you, mm -hmm. but you could call the fatigue that you could, or just right? hunger, or just yeah, um, maybe like the noise, the negative self talk, like yeah. what are you doing? You, yeah, yeah, why are you doing this? You've gone like, far enough. Yeah, like call it quits. Call it quits. What are you trying to prove? Or right. you, you know, whatever. It's resilience. Idea. I guess it's resilience, really, against um, your own self. Yeah, right? negative self talk. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, it's not just the intra per, interpersonal communication that we talk about on this channel, but also intrapersonal communication and the introspection and the self-talk that is huge parts of our day, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely, we had to persevere yeah. in that I'm situation. Do you, do you have any uh, examples in sort of recent memory where you had to apply some resilience? <sighs> Trying to think of other. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I don't want to say every day because I feel like that would be. Well, yeah. But in in small increments, right? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be huge yeah. instances of it. I mean, one of the things that it could be as easy as you know going into a meeting that you might not feel 100 uh, percent confident about, or obviously, you know, just knowing that you can't control the outcome. You mm. can only control as much as you can control, right? Yes. Meaning like preparing as best you can for the interview, um, really doing your research, doing Getting a good night's sleep. Exactly. Properly, you know, giving yourself nutrition and, and working out whatever you need to do to really be in a good place right. to excel in whatever. And then the rest is up to call it fate, call it the universe, call it God, call it right. I mean, for everyone that might be different. But the point here is that we have to cede control to a certain extent. Mm. But that does not mean to be lazy. So I'm trying to think of, I mean, I would say just, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, when, when we're as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of learning that you have to do yeah. that you not, that you don't necessarily know right off the bat. So for example, like learning Adobe Premiere Pro, I remember when I first encountered That's it. That's a great example. Yeah, I yeah. was. I was pretty petrified because, I mean, I had done some sort of basic rudimentary editing beforehand, like with iMovie or whatnot. But then there was a long period of time where I sort of 
didn't do that anymore because mm. I was doing other things. Um, and then I really wanted to get back into it. But then I, I looked at the updated, like I had never encountered Adobe Premiere Pro yes. in that way. And so I was pretty scared and, 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 you know, I found that that to be adversity in a way. Yeah. The intimidation but, factor of, of yeah. working your way through a complex piece of software. Exactly. And then I, you know, and then once you're in it, not knowing what to do. Right. Right. And so then, getting a little bit along the way and then realizing, yeah. shoot, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good example. So I think, and then obviously I learned how to do it because you know, yeah. I edit my videos, which is great. I love doing it. But um, another, yeah, another good example would be, would be, I think if you're starting your own business, right? Yes. When you're starting your own business, you will find a lot of people telling you, oh, that's uh, not going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's too risky. Too risky. You'll hear that one a lot. You'll hear guys. that one a lot. <laughs> uh, you'll hear. What I are mean, you thinking? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's just crazy. Just get a job. Yeah, yeah. You know, all these things. And, and you know, there's some, some, some truth to, to the things they're saying. And in light of last week's discussion, Interpret that as positively as yes, you yes. can. Yes, yes. Assume they have your best interest. Give them the heart. benefit of the doubt because they probably do. Right. Yes. But but having that sort of barrage of discouraging talk uh, yeah. requires resilience to power through. And like take it with a grain of salt. Thank them for their concern, their comment, their advice, and then just follow your intuition and your heart and your brain telling you. Well, yeah, I think it goes back know. to what you said earlier, which is the, the way you can, you can per, per, persevere and maintain that resilience is by maintaining the sense of purpose, right? Yeah. So if you're starting the company, it actually is pretty, pretty straightforward in the sense that, you know, you want this company, you know why you want this company, uh, you have a vision of what it's going to become. And so because of that, that gives you this dis discrete sense of purpose. Yeah that you can work toward in the face of any kind of adversity. And on that note, it might be helpful when you are goal setting. And again, this can be something that you, for your eyes only, or, or it could be something if for your whole company to mm. see or your small group of people that work with you or whomever it is, have some sort of reminder of this goal, right? In the office, in your workspace, could be even just on a post-it note. Why are you doing this? What keeps you going when the going gets tough, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Having a little something that you can pull out and, and yeah. just, uh, what is it? Jolt your mind back into why you're doing it in the first place. Exactly. Just see, really it, it's, it's comforting to know that, you know, you're, you have a goal in mind. And I think the reason why uh, kids, I'm thinking sort of high school and younger, have trouble yeah. with this is, oh. um, and, and, and they – the ones that really stand out are the ones that are resilient. And yeah. the reason it's so hard to yes, have this great. is, well, it's it's just that the, 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 the kids don't have necessarily a clear sense of purpose yet, right? When you're younger, you're kind of just reactive and, and, and life gets decided for you and you kind of move from one thing to the next without a real agency, right? Mm. You're not making the decisions. And so it's hard to have a sense of purpose and say, I'm doing this because of this. But as you get older, one of the great things about getting older is, your sense of purpose becomes clearer. What, what's important to you becomes more concrete. Yeah, and true. as a result, uh, uh, it's, it's easier to, to achieve, achieve this resiliency. Yeah. But it does require uh, something that we've talked about before, which is uh, a strong understanding of yourself. Exactly, right? the, the inner voice. Self, right, the inner voice. So 
do the work ahead of time, figure out, you know, what do I want? What, what makes me happy? Because we only have so much time here on earth. So might as well be doing things that you enjoy. And also thinking about, you know, not just you, but the greater, you know, perspective, like, mm. are, am, you know, is this going to make a positive impact? Even if you just impact positively impact one other person's life, that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about, you know, reaching right. millions Your purpose millions doesn't have to people. be Mother like, Teresa level purpose, Yeah, right? which is admirable and, and people do it and that's amazing. But if that is your sole purpose and you don't get there, think about how gut-wrenching that'll be, right? So, so don't put all your eggs in that one basket of that dream. And I think it's really important to not lose focus, lose sight of the bigger picture in that, you know, it's more about the journey than it is the destination. So it's the journey of doing mm. the things to positively impact people, be it through, you know, teaching, course creation, uh, artwork, uh, you know, performance, whatever it is that's uh, that, that you're, you're doing, yeah. you know, be proud of, embrace, and then don't worry so much about that destination because well, yeah. that also changes. You, right? You're making an interesting point, which is that, yes, it's good to have a sense of purpose, um, but don't make that purpose. Well, I, here's the way to put it. Yeah. I think that the purpose doesn't need to have a clear terminus point. Right? That's a good way. Yeah. Uh, it's a right? moving target. Almost. It's, it's, it's just, it's a concept that you're working toward. Right. So yes, if you wanted to sort of uh, quantify what it means to be a mother <laughs> Teresa, you have to help this many people and, you know, yeah, you know, like, make I, these many sacrifices and yeah, so on and so forth. Yeah, I don't think she did that, right? Well, Definitely I'm just saying, not, I'm just like, saying, if you wanted to establish, that's not the way to go about exactly. it. Exactly. No, the, right. The goal so is more so. I want to dedicate my life to, you know, helping other people. I want to dedicate my life to empowering, you know, uh, disenfranchised communities. Disenfranchised, exactly. Whatever the case may be, you do that, and so. There's never a point where it's like, oh, cool, I hit my goal, or I haven't hit my goal. It's more so, am I fulfilling sort of the the uh, aspects of my life that that I view as important? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think just that's and, a good way. Yeah, and anyways, that yeah. doing that mm-hmm. uh, allows you to to sort of establish the, a resiliency. Uh, against, you know, whatever, whatever people are throwing at you or right. whatever or what life is throwing or at you. Or what you're throwing at yourself. Too. Or you're throwing at yourself. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting, you know, we've sort of touched upon this last week when we were talking about giving people the benefit of the doubt, positive interpretation, all that jazz. But it really is so true that an event by itself is not good or bad inherently. It's not it's neutral. It's the way we interpret that event that can make us upset. That is the heart of, that's at the heart of, you know, this need to control the outcome and all of that, which we can't, right? We don't have a hundred percent control. All we have control of is our deliberate thoughts. Mm. That is a basic, huge tenet of stoicism because fortitude, which thank you, you mentioned, um, is so essential to, you know, being resilient and having grit and perseverance in the face of, you know, difficulties. And these could be small difficulties, like you missed your bus, or it could be bigger difficulties, like you didn't get that VC funding, or 
You didn't get into that dream college that you wanted to get into. Not the end of the world. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I think that. What do, you, um, what do you think? Well, in terms of, you know, in the context of mental toughness, being able to yeah. separate uh, events occurring and your response to them is, is very important. Yeah. And recognizing that you don't necessarily have control over uh, what occurs, right. right? There's a lot of things that happen to you uh, that you frankly have no control over. Exactly. And being able to recognize that is important because uh, it allows you to respond in a manner uh, that's uh, more thought out, right? Yeah. If, if, and thoughtful, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if um, okay, if you miss the bus, fine, <laughs> maybe, maybe you can you manage your schedule a little better. Um, or maybe you bike to work instead and you, maybe bike to work. you know, you reach your heart points for the week or right, something. Right, right, right. I you, don't know. You can spin it like we were saying, uh, was it last week? Yeah. You, you can spin it into a positive way. It, they're related, right? They're so related. But I think it's just, I think it's really important to be able to distinguish between the things that you can control and things you can't because the things you can't control doesn't, doesn't, you know, you shouldn't probably spend a lot of time thinking about what went wrong in those yes. cases. It's better to figure out the ones that you can control because those are ones that you can improve on in the future. Um, and, yes. um, that, that sort of enables you to be better prepared mm -hmm. for future adversity. Right. The other interesting thing is, so this idea of sort of, um, the dress rehearsal, may I have your cup? Please? Oh, thank you. So here we have some hibiscus. Mixed with a little lemongrass. A little lemongrass hibiscus. Oh yeah. So, yeah. A blend. What did we say it was? Infusion. Infusion. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> For the T terminology. Um, so recon ahead of time can also really help with this. Mm. If you go into a situation where you think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Um, so you don't psych yourself out. So let's go back to that interview um, example. Mm. Let's say you have this big interview and you're really nervous because it is, it happens to be your dream job. Like the you know, perfect job for you. Okay. I'm going to put that in quotes. Perfect. And if you can just do a little bit of a mental exercise where you recon ahead of time, you go through the motions of the situation where this whole thing goes awry and it goes so wrong. How does it make you feel? Run through those emotions and they're going to be negative emotions probably. And then what happened at the end? Not not that big of a deal. It wasn't the end of the world. So if you can do this, this actually increases your resilience towards those kinds of adverse outcomes. And so are you just so I'm clear? Are you saying that um, before the interview, before the interview, replay the failure? No, scenario? before going into the interview. Right. I'm sorry, that wasn't clear. Before you go into the interview, you want to imagine the worst case scenario. Right. right. So that, that replay is the wrong word. But you mean, right, so envision. Envision it, yeah. Some scenario. people call it a visualization. Visualize, um, yep. Yeah, but but the point here is not to dwell on it. Like, you don't replay it over and over. You just imagine, you know, a play, right? And you're, like, the protagonist. And you go in and you see a situation where the whole thing went awry. Mm. All these snafus and everything. And then at the end of it, you say to yourself, okay, that was the worst that could happen. That's okay. I love that. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. And that really helps develop our mental fortitude. Yeah. Because, yeah, what were you going to say? Well, I just think, yeah. I, I feel like um, 
Tim Ferriss has something called fear setting. Fear setting. Yeah. That made yeah. me think of that too. Yeah. Fear setting where it's, 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 it's very much like you're describing. It, this is a stoic. I, I didn't make this up. This is a stoic exercise. Right. Um, let me see who Marcus Aurelius, actually the Roman uh. emperor and stoic. He would say that he never wanted to be surprised. He always wanted to be prepared. In fact, in the morning, oh, oh, I got goosebumps. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people might say, well, oh, but isn't that just pessimism? Not really. It's just why I don't like surprise parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you like surprise parties? I want to be prepared. I, I, I like, I want to know what's going on. I want to be whatever come, whatever comes. I want to make sure that I sort of, I'm anticipating and can respond appropriately. Yeah. So basically Marcus Aurelius, and I can put the actual quote in the show notes if you're interested, but it's basically like you wake up in the morning and you say, all right, I'm going to encounter difficult people today. And you might say, okay, well, that's a negative way of thinking. Like, why don't you, you know, change your mindset and make it positive? That's, yeah. that's still in line with that, like positive thinking. It's just that, you know, you'll encounter some adversity, be it in the shape of a person or a thing or an email or whatever. But the point is, is that that is not going to throw you off your roller coaster, yes. um, not going to throw you off your rocker because you almost expect it to happen. And then you can, instead of, you know, lashing out at the person or getting frustrated or angry or whatever other high charged emotion surfaces, you can instead focus on problem solving and negotiating, right? Because you almost expect it. You're like, yeah, I knew you were going to do that, yeah. right? So the, I, would, I would call it. Um, another way to call it yeah. is boundary setting, right? That's really good. You're essentially yeah. establishing the boundaries. Yes. Uh, in particular, you're establishing what is what is the the boundary of how bad it could get. Right. Right. And by understanding that, you know that uh, in a worst case scenario, this is as bad as it gets. And if you can get comfortable with that scenario, and 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 see a path to recovery, even in that worst case scenario, you know that you can go in there with confidence yeah. that the outcome is recoverable regardless. Exactly. Right? And I think that's so important. And in the case of um, him saying, oh, I'm going to wake up and, and encounter annoying people today, basically it's just, yeah, you're just pre-programming yourself to know that there are going to be some, some difficulties today. And that's to be expected and that's normal. Right. So uh, when they happen, you can you're smile like, ah, there, there it is. I was waiting for that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, then you're delighted, yeah. right? You're like, wow, that was yeah, a great cool. day. <laughs> what a, and then you feel grateful and how lucky it is that, you know, didn't run into those annoying people. <laughs> yeah. And if you do run into those annoying people, then, you know, make it a teachable moment. I always like saying that because I feel like it is such life's a lesson, right? Every, every moment of every, of every day can be something that we learn from. It's just whether we'd like to, you know, treat it that way or not. Right. Sometimes we're just like, totally. And I think that's a big part of mental toughness is yeah. um, not only sort of equipping yourself to deal with the adversity in that moment, but it's also learning what to do afterwards, how to uh, make the best of it, yeah. and in, most importantly, to learn from it. Yeah. So that A, you can avoid it in the future, and B, you can apply that learning to other aspects of your life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's a huge part of that Embracing toughness, it. right? That's mm -hmm. what I think of. Because by doing that, you're effectively building muscles. Yeah, building muscles. I was thinking of like skin, right? You, people say you have a thick, thick skin. skin. The more you learn to deal with adversity, uh, the thicker your skin becomes because, uh, the, the, or the, the stronger your armor is, yeah. right? What was that? It's so, many, it's so interesting, all these things that we learn in just 
that's why socialization is so important. Mm. Like with, I'm thinking of like recess and preschool and whatever, yeah. right? Because you learn all the little, you know, not the hymns. What am I thinking? I'm thinking like the songs and the nursery rhymes. Oh. I'm rubber, you're glue. How does it go? I haven't said it in like oh, eons. Gosh. I'm rubber, you're I've, glue. I've, Whatever you say to me falls off of me and sticks back to you. Is that what it is? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it. But some of these things carry some truth. Yeah, exactly. It's like that is mental toughness. Right, it's like right. that's not going to stick on me. You know, I'm rubber. Right. right. <laughs> it bounces off of me. Totally. Yeah, that's really fun. I, I don't think I, I heard that one. I don't think we you use not it. That sounds oh, I like, remember. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It sounds like more like a all girls school. No, but no, but 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 the thing is, is that like you hear these when you're little, and yes. they don't make any sense. Is it aphorisms? Are they aphorisms? I oh, know, probably not. Uh, nursery rhymes. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they don't make much sense. Like I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever. But then later on, <laughs> but they are all a bill about building that sort of armor. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And and. The sooner you can build it, the more the equipped you are. Because the look, the, the the world is is a tough place, yeah. and um, the reality is, you're going to encounter a lot of headwinds. Yeah. And if you don't, then frankly, your life's kind of boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 um, most of us encounter headwinds, and and that's it's, what makes it like overcoming spicy. those headwinds uh, is is yeah. uh, part of what makes life. Uh, enjoyable. special enjoyable yeah and then you, you can look it. back and say wow look at that like in spite of all the odds we persevered and we overcame yeah. this obstacle yeah you should almost be embracing these these uh moments of adversity because not almost you should be embracing Definitely. them because they are opportunities to learn opportunities to train yourself i was and just grow. thinking and grow i was just thinking of um a while back uh Mary Daphne's parents treated us to a, a wonderful cruise for our honeymoon. Oh, that was amazing. And it was so much fun and I loved it. But I will say by that last day, I was like, you know what? I'm ready for some adversity again. I, this is just too comfortable. Uh, I and- definitely wasn't thinking that. <laughs> Maybe for you, it may take a few I was days. still on my honeymoon. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, I'm, I'm a little masochistic. But um, – I just remember, guys. He takes cold showers. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wim Hof method. Wim Hof method. Yeah, okay. But there's no question for me uh, having that adversity, you know, and challenge, and um, you know, dealing with the unexpected mm-hmm. uh, is is part of what 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 sort of gets me up. It keeps me going because it just. You know, let's talk about up. that for a sec. Um, a friend of mine a couple weeks ago asked me. Um, you know, like she was wondering how we deal with uncertainty. And at the moment, I wasn't really like, I didn't even know how to answer that question. Um, let's talk about that for a second. Like, what is it about uncertainty that makes people so nervous? I think it's the lack of control, personally. Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it. It's a lack of control. Perceived and- control, because we actually don't have any control. Like, one of my favorite mm. quotes, and I, 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 now I just thought of it, but then I want you to chime in. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Plan as much as you want. Do a beautiful like vision board, storytelling, storyboarding, bullet journaling. What? <laughs> All of those things. All of that, which is lovely. But Guess what? It's not going to go exactly. So Mike Mike the way. Tyson Mike Tyson has a more pithy way of saying okay, it. Okay, what does he say? He's uh, a boxer, right? Yeah. 
everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. There you go. Which is, which, but it's true. It's saying it's the true, same thing. It's true. And it's I think, true. I think part of, you know, getting back to your question, uh, what, how do you, well, what, deal with why, why are people so afraid of uncertainty? It's because you can't do what we're talking about. It's, or it's much harder to set the, the boundaries. It's much harder to fear set when you don't know what's coming to you. And so uh, I think actually a big part of um, becoming uh, emotionally stable in life is learning how to uh, uh, control what is uncertain in your life, right? And by that I mean, mean? well, because there are some aspects of your life that you'll never be able to control. Mm. One of them being, you know. The uh, weather. The weather, but I'm even talking personally. Like, oh, okay. you know, uh, as you get older, uh, your genetics may just predispose you to certain illnesses and so mm-hmm. forth. You can't control that. Mm. But there are aspects of your life that you can control, right? Being sort of financially responsible is something you can control. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel- Getting enough sleep. Getting enough sleep. These are things you control, right? A lot of people feel a lot of stress around these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are things that if you create the right systems, you can control those. And you get rid of that uncertainty. And by getting rid of that uncertainty, you can set boundaries and, and life becomes a lot better. Yeah. And then you know the things that you can control. And you also know the things that you can't control. Yes. And that by understanding what you can and can't control, you can really prepare yourself. Uh, you First of all, you control the stuff you can't control. And then the stuff you can't control, you at least know what those are. Right. And sort of prepare yourself to be surprised. Exactly. And that's what Marcus Aurelius is talking about. Right. Um. What you mentioned is also another tenet of stoicism, mm. knowing exactly what is in your power to control and then what is outside of that power. And again, this has nothing to do with being lazy. It's the difference of saying, I'm going to get an A plus on that science exam as opposed to, because you just don't know, right? I mean, you don't know. You don't know what the, rub- the scoring rubric looks like. You don't know what the questions are. You don't know any of that stuff. You don't know what the you know, humans raider who's biased, AKA the teacher is, is, is feeling that day. Right. Unless it's scored by a robot. Anyway, different subject. <laughs> you can tell him think about assessment quite a bit, but the point here is that, you know, what we can control is actually very little, but then doing our best to study so, 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 so hard and smart for that science exam. That is the only thing within your control. And then the rest is like, okay, well, the rest is up to the universe. Yeah. And uh, I think um, learning, I think the one thing, the one thing that you can't control, we've, we've talked about this, is, is the way that you react. react to these things. And that, you know, is always in your control. Yeah. And that should be a big source of comfort for you because once you uh, condition yourself to respond to situations, to adversity, in a um, a thoughtful solving and practical way, mm. then uh, the rest, the, everything else that you can't control becomes a lot less scary because you know yeah. whatever happens to you, you have the tools within you. You have exactly to face you have the internal the toolkit to 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 deal with whatever whatever comes. Yeah. So add it to your exploring communications toolkit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, the other thing that, oh, you know who else also said to contemplate ahead of time, like the events? Seneca also said, another Stoic. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean these, stoves, are, exactly. these stoves have a master. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, that's, 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 uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, it looks like you're about to jump into something else and we're running up against our, our uh, time bounds. You can tell I love talking about this. I know, so <laughs> I was going to say like. Um, Maybe I should put this in a, um, a lesson. Oh yeah. Well, what are you, what are you going to say? Give me, give me a teaser and then. Well, it's interesting that um, when you do this recon ahead of time, fear setting, contemplate, contemplating the events before they occur, like mm. the worst case scenario, so to speak, this is actually a, um, a part of cognitive behavioral therapy and it's called decatastrophizing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So you basically allow yourself. You're basically saying uh, what, what seemed vaguely like catastrophes aren't actually catastrophes. Yeah. And, it. and it's a way to like, like deal that. with anxiety and with this anxiety of not knowing and the uncertainty, um, which I think many of us have felt in various situations. Maybe you're feeling it right now. So just know that just doing some of these exercises will really, really help. Yeah. abate those sort of sensations. Yeah, I like so that allow yourself to feel the icky, like, you know, the down, you know, emotions and then embracing them and being like, okay, well, that wasn't the end of the world, was it? Yeah, I've heard cognitive, uh, cognitive behavioral, behavioral psychology, uh, yeah. CBT. CBT, yeah. CBT. Therapy. I've heard yeah. it um, mentioned a lot in the context of, of stoicism. stoicism, yeah, because it's stoicism, sort of like the modern version. Yes, it yeah. informs that whole school of thought. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if there was, if there was one, uh, if there was one sort of recommendation I, I, I would give in terms of establishing this mental toughness, it's to get familiar with the Stoics because yes. they they are the ultimate mental athletes. So true. Right. These guys are so tough, and it's because they've developed these systems that work really well for preparing yourself for situations that uh, are, you know, undesirable yeah. that, or that are just, you know, part of what's, what's, you know, part of the challenges of life, but they're really good at prepping you for that. Yeah. yeah. It's um, I think they call it the contemplation of the sage. That is the equivalent of like Buddha to Buddhism. Yeah. So. And, and there's, well, there's, there's obviously a bunch of good books on it, but a good place to start what you say is the daily stoic. Ryan yeah. Holiday. You can sign up for Ryan holidays. Um, if you go to, I think, dailystoic.com, you mm. can sign up for his uh, blog on stoicism and he'll deliver a, um, a nice... Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're really I, good, I know actually. he had a blog. I, he has a book called The Day Stoic. And yeah. He, has, he also has like Stoic Dad or something. Oh, so okay. anyways, so you can sign up for that and then you get, you know, little chunks of information yep. delivered to your inbox and really informative. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Well, all right. Well. Yeah. I think I'm going to do some more reading on the Stoics. Yes. Because uh, I feel like you never get enough of it. I know. But in the meantime, hopefully some of this was helpful in terms of, you know, helping you cope with maybe some of the challenges that you're facing at the moment or yeah. expect to face soon. Uh, we all have them. We all have them. And it's really, I think it comes down to how we choose to to uh, to deal with them. Yeah. Right? And it's it's only as much of a... Mol uh, a mountain as you make the molehill. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's go with that. Making like a that. mountain out of a molehill. No, no, you know I like, that I like it. It's good. Yeah.